car order. It's always been car order. I strongly disagree. That's the way it is. Drifting <laughs> out through the window in a nice one. <laughs> just so I could go down and drink a carton while everyone punches on. Just pisses me to tears. That's the worst thing you can do. You shut up, you hack. Talking about boat ramps. This is what I wanted to get through from yeah, the what start. He said. Oh, you just made an idiot. <laughs> And welcome to Chumming Up, the fishing, spearfishing and ocean adventure podcast that is proud to say I might live next door to an op shop, but my filleting table is not for sale, so stop knocking on my door, you silly old kooks. I'm very strong on that one, Leewald. You should hide it around the back where most people have their filleting table, you Don't tell me where to put my filleting table. <laughs> and with me strongly agreeing with everything I'm saying is my co-host, Lee Leewald Mitchell. How you going, Big Oss? Yeah, good to be here. It's been a big week, GameX, so, yeah. Yeah, fucking uh, champion seven metres and under. Yeah, tagging. Champ- Tag and release, yep. Champion boat, seven metres and under tag and release. And we caught the third most billfish out of any boat in the tournament. And impressively, with all of that, you still cost me $1,500. Yeah, well, after last time when we had when we were doing the live updates midway through GameX, you were squawking on about owning us or some crap because you bought the boat in the Calcutta. We know you get paid if we came first or second, so we thought we'd just throw it a bit and um, come in at third. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, you can own a piece of shit, but it's still only <laughs> worth a piece of shit. Uh, anyway, I, I suppose we better move on to our guest uh, for tonight's podcast, don't you reckon? Mm-hmm. It is a historic moment because uh, this is the first prince uh, to be interviewed in the last 12 months <laughs> for not being a pedophile or being bossed around by his missus. Welcome to the podcast, John Prince. Thanks very much. Hey. Great, great to be here, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're the first honest answer we've got. Um, you, you, congratulations, uh, just won the overall, uh, is that what it's called, overall fishing? Yeah, it's overall, or they call it capture, but it is the champion boat of the whole tournament, capture and tag and release. For Gamex, uh, you got over the line, you happy with that one? Oh, very, very happy. Um, I was unfortunate I couldn't make it to start off with. I had to send my crew out by themselves. They did that bad. I just had to come and give them a hand. (laughs) (laughs) So I travelled lots of kilometres to come and pull them out of the shit. And um, we did really, really well on a couple of days and then really stuffed on the last day and we were very, very fortunate to get over the line. Yeah. Did the big Steve Bradbury. Oh, completely stuffed the last day, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So um, how it works, uh, Leewald, you might be best. Uh, telling off the point scoring for overall, like yeah. Roughly. So the overall section basically, um, you have to fill as many le- different line classes, which are all IGFA by IGFA rules, and there's eleven different line classes, and you got to catch as many different species on those line classes as you can. They're all recognised game fish species, and you tag billfish and you tag different types of sharks, hammerheads and tigers and stuff and try and catch other game fish on as light a line as possible for a ratio of points. So John Prince's boat here, awesome, managed to do the best at that basically. But there was four boats, John, yeah, in four, contention on the last day? Four other boats that should have won it on the last day. Um, but they did as bad as we did on the last <laughs> day. So they were just fortunate at the end. And everyone was unfortunate. A lot of good fishermen, a lot of good boats. Um, just that last day threw everyone out. Yeah. So. Um, who, who were you fishing with? Who was all your crew you had? Oh, I've got a crew that I've fished with every year. Matt Arscott and Stevie Arscott, a couple of young fellas that come up from Perth to help an old man out. <laughs> and uh, we <laughs> came runner-up last year, so we got – Two of the crew off the winning boat. No. <laughs> the super team. That's how you do it. No, yeah. they couldn't fish their boat this year. One of the guys is a bit crook, so we took the wife who took out champion female angler. Um, Anna did a fantastic job. We grabbed one of their deckhands just to look after her a bit more, and um, he drinks a lot of beer, so he could also help me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it just all gelled and come together really, really well. Yeah. And uh, I think um, Anna as well, not only did she – she took out champion female angler, but I think she was highest point scoring angler for the tournament as well. 
Oh, yes, beat all the men by far. We're not, yeah. yeah, but quite a lot. It was really good to see. Yep. We, we tried to get her on the podcast uh, midweek <laughs> during Game X. Uh, she, she was literally hiding behind people. It looked a bit creepy from uh, my point of view. She was bobbing and weaving better than oh. Muhammad Ali to get <laughs> yeah. on, to not come on here. Yeah, but Anna's intelligent. Why would she want to come and talk <laughs> to you guys? Well, that's why we got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they – you weren't on board that uh, first day when they hooked. Oh, the second day they were on a fish oh, for six day. hours or so. Yeah. yeah, no, if I had been there, it would have been different. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a cattle prod, I've got a stick. Yeah. yeah. I've got two thumbs that I've tell them to use and <laughs> tell them all the wrong things. After a couple of hours, if you haven't got a fish, and, you know, the opportunity or the chances get slimmer and slimmer, so you need to go hard or go home. Yep. The hard bit is with that particular fish, though, they hooked it right at lines out. So although I do agree with what John's saying, you, the longer you take, the more fishing time you also lose. But on that particular instance, they had nothing but time to burn because they weren't chewing into fishing time. They'd yep. gone over time. But it also gets harder when the sun goes out. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, I haven't, haven't been in that situation. And it's dark myself. and you can see the boat ramp in the distance and people on the shore think, oh, it's <laughs> nice to be at the pub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. You only lose money at the pub, not fish. <laughs> no. um, what? Yeah, what sort of fish were we looking at? Um, they, have they said? Oh, they mentioning hundred kilos plus blue marlin. Oh, sorry, black marlin on um, eight kilo line. Yeah. So it was a, a big ask from the start. Really big ask. Yeah. And I believe they did well to keep it hooked up for so long. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like you said, that nighttime situation makes it pretty difficult. Can't quite tell if you're too close or close enough to the line type yeah, thing. The deckhand we inherited with Anna, he was real concerned because he'd run out of beer, so that made things a <laughs> hell of a lot worse. <laughs> so, no, it came together well, really, really well for what it was. We had a, more hard luck, hard luck stories down the bottom of the gulf. He hooks huge hammerheads, which you don't want. You want small hammerheads. You want small things. Yeah. We take, hook three really, really big sharks. Um, and come to grief on all of them. So. Yeah. So in that, um, you hooked all of them on six kilo line? We were silly enough to hook them all on six kilo line, yes. Yep. <laughs> and um, when you had hard luck, I heard that sharks are obviously notoriously hard to get the tag into because they're thick skinned. One of them got hit with the tag pole but never got the tag in. We hit one in the tail with the tag pole, yeah, but yeah. the tag didn't go in, which again is unfortunate. We... Didn't have control of that fish. The fish had control of us, so you know, <laughs> yeah. we don't mind saying we didn't catch it. Yeah, yeah. And but all all three of those hammerheads, you got uh, the wire man got hold of the wire on. Uh, we had them within range. All three, two of them definitely on the wire. Yeah, we snapped one of them off on the uh, leader, four hundred yep. pound leader. Yeah, right. Two boys decided to just hang on and not let go. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a rifle shot going off, and it stands in lot. So no, it was. Unfortunate. Uh, the funny thing, we're still trying to work out whether it's legal or not. We, <laughs> Here we go. Now that you've already got the trophy. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> we hooked a uh, big hammerhead. We got it to the boat nearly to grab the leader and the hooks come out. And you can see the leader and pull the line in a bit and grab hold of the leader. The shark turn around and come back and takes another bite. Yep. So we're thinking, is that legal or not legal? So we let it go. And yeah. then is it another capture after that? But it didn't make any difference because um, they snapped that off about five minutes after that anyway. But there was great debate as to what was going on with illegal, not legal or – Yeah, that's a, that's a great actual thought. I've had um, tiger sharks numerous times, same situation, not where we physically got to the leader, but where you fight them for like 10 minutes, like proper fight them, even on 24-kilo line, they fall off. Start winding the bait and they turn around and eat it again. So theoretically, you could say if you may have even tagged that fish, pull the hooks on it, turns around, eats again. Can you tag it again? Yeah. yeah. Needs to be discussed in greater depth with over more beer. <laughs> but we also we talked to tiger sharks. We got a nice tiger shark, and it came up the side of the boat and it rolls over and opens its mouth and out comes a seagull. Oh really? Feathers and everything. Yeah, the whole yeah. Fuck yeah. A complete <laughs> mat of feathers across the top of this. Scabby looking half digested seagull. <laughs> so they're definitely opportunity feeders. Yeah, I've, I've seen it once where on the charter we were watching it 
where a seagull was on the water and a tiger was like slowly coming up underneath him and the seagull just like must have sensed it and taken off. It was like, you know, where you're just watching <laughs> something going, this is going to be awesome. And then, but that's fucking cool. Yeah. These uh, hammerheads we're talking about down the bottom of the Gulf, they're huge. You know, like some of them, the fins sticking about four foot out of the water, and you see it coming across the yeah, coming towards yeah. your bait. Quick, quick, pull that out of the way. Yeah. Don't catch that. And you're yeah. always too slow. Yeah, fuck. They yeah. got big fins too. Yeah. They look like even they're big shark, and then their fins make it look like they're a fucking. They they got like the jaws looking yeah. fin coming through. Oh yeah, yeah these things are three, four foot high sticking out of the water. And you think, oh, how big is that bloody thing? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to grab that? Yeah. And how big was the tiger shark you tag, John? Uh, tiger shark would be chasing a couple hundred kilos. Yeah, but obviously, you know, a couple hundred kilo tiger shark to a couple hundred kilo hammer, the hammer, hammer has, them, has them licked for power every day. Oh, it? Hammer on the lead is absolutely, you know, very, very powerful and unpredictable. It just yeah. does what it wants to do. Yeah, they turn on themselves yeah. where a tiger generally will roll up a bit. He'll roll up the... Trace for you and actually pat him. <laughs> yeah. But the tigers are so hard to actually get the tag in. They're like bulletproof. Just so hard. Yeah, no one's made, no company's made a good tagging system yet. Nah. For the tags that we use for sharks. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, okay. I've never actually even tried to tag one before, so. Oh, it's a nightmare. You bend the end of the tag pole and it's just, it is a genuine, genuine nightmare. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is there is there more skill with the tagging like compared to billfish or is it more a little bit of luck? Oh, yeah, you got to – it's a <laughs> bit of both. You've got to have, A, a really dumb but strong wireman that just holds on for dear life. The trick to tagging a shark in a tournament, this is, yep. because you just want the tag in with a tiger shark, try and get them in the mouth or somewhere soft inside. Tagging them – on the normal bits you would tag an animal, a fish, is just impossible. No good. No. Nah. Yeah, for the it. research part, leave the next guy trying to read the tag when it's in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you know, you're trying to get the points, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I suppose that's something someone's got to figure out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. well, I don't – going just in a generalisation of tagging to put something out there, I, I heard probably six months ago – of a new system that's being developed for tagging billfish as well, where we may eventually luckily do away with the physical tag and it's just got like a hollow core point on the tag pole and it takes a DNA sample and then that may or may not even Bluetooth it to your phone with an app or something and knows how many fish you've tagged. You don't even need to say it's a tiger shark. It knows that through the DNA sample, knows it's a black marlin. Yeah. And then, you know. If someone else does it, it's going to show up. That's right. So it goes, that one fish was tagged twice in the tournament. Yeah. Or, you know, it was tagged in Indonesia and it can, and people can check that database around the world. Anyone, you know, someone in Switzerland can look up the database on black marlin, tiger sharks, hammerheads, whatever. So I don't know if that. Technology is going to be something that I'll luckily get to see in my fishing time, or it's a or it's a dream, or if it's next week. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't it, think it would be that far away. It, it doesn't doesn't sound that complicated. No, well, it's, and it sounds awesome. You know, like instead of you know, like a lot of new guys come to fish the tournament, and lemon sharks don't count as a shark species, and there was a lemon shark with a tag in it this this week, and. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know the difference between blue and black marlin. This potential system can do all that for you. Yeah. We might even be able to age them or something. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. Limitless. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I think there's, in my time, there's been, uh, I think it was a blue marlin weighed in as a black marlin or a black marlin weighed in as a, a blue marlin. So, I mean, it's not, it, it's a handy bit of gear to have if it's able to do that sort of thing, which you wouldn't think, you know, yeah, it, it should be able to. Well, that's right. And um, once it's built quite a strong database, you know, it might be able to tell you instantaneously, like at the um, presentation night, well, you know, 100 black marlin that were tagged are uh, Indian Ocean specific, 
but two of them have the same genomes or whatever as Pacific um, black marlin. Yeah, yeah. Why are those two, they've crossed over or is there an interbreeding or, you know, and, and you, you know, it's limitless the information they could get from something like that. I've had two tags recaptured that I've tagged or been tagged on my boat and one was in Papua New Guinea and the other one was off the coast of India. Yeah, wow. And that yeah. was from tagged here in Exmouth. So yeah, there is information being gathered all the time. Yeah, wow. It. And what you're talking about, Lee, is great because at the moment we're putting a tag in and we're relying on someone else capturing that. Mm. You know, if maybe, yeah, probably yeah. not. Yeah. But what you're talking about is instantaneous, and yeah. you've got that information. Yeah, yeah that's right. Are the sailfish from Broome the same as the sailfish from Exmouth? And all those questions can be answered virtually on the spot. Not, you know, still guessing. Yeah, that's right. Well, even things just just in the tournament itself, you could go, well, all the fish, because, you know, if it's on an app, it'll have GPS of exactly where it was tagged as well because it goes through your yeah. phone. Yes. And it goes, well, how come all the fish that were 100 metres or shallower caught were male and all the fish outside 100 metres were female or something like that, just for that tournament even, you know, like because it could presumably identify gender as well. Yep. That's that information that... We're not getting. That's right. There, the work's being done. The hard part's being done. But we're putting a piece of plastic in and saying goodbye to them mm. instead yeah. of grabbing the information there and then. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's it. I mean, that would be really cool. And yeah. it would actually, uh, like you said, be something where fishermen would be actually really fucking necessary. Yep. Uh, whereas, like you said. We could be like scientists. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. John the scientist. How good would that be? <laughs> yeah. John Prince Science. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like you just spoke about um, how you've had two billfish captured uh, in, in other countries. How, how many Gamexes roughly have you fished, do you know? Well, I missed the first three days of this tournament in 30 years. 30 years, so yeah. So I fished 30 Gamexes straight. Sorry, sorry, I missed one in the middle. My wife had fished more than me. So in 30 years... I've missed one complete game X and three days, but my wife fished without me, so. <laughs> you, you sounded hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I was very, very hurt. <laughs> that, that's all right. I accidentally um, called her the wrong name during the uh, auction because uh, someone was yelling at me from there and, and she just gave me the biggest She dirty. wasn't happy She was it. off me. She's at auction's best customer. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure she bit against herself a couple of times. <laughs> um, so in that in that 30 years, how much have you seen the tournament change? Oh, yes. The fishing procedures, et cetera, have gone that far ahead. We used to go out, turn right and trawl all half the day, then turn around and trawl back the other way. That was a complete day. Yep. Now it's, you've got to go everywhere. You've got to go here, there, the phones, the radio, all the contact. Um, everything's changed. Fish never used to be there. They're always there now. <laughs> that perhaps they were there before and we just never went there. But, you know, I don't know. Um, we changed GameX fishing times a little bit, which changed the species of fish you catch. Yep. So from November to March changed a hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different times of the year, different fish come in and you really can target them and know what you're doing. Now, we're not sure what we're doing. So, yeah, it's changed a hell of a lot. I've gone from knowing exactly what I was doing to knowing very, very little now. So. <laughs> and still winning. Yeah, it's still winning. Yeah. So but, how many of you won? We had a uh, time there in 2007, 8, 9. I think we won three years in a row. We've had a lean period for eight years. We've had a couple of runner-ups. Yeah. Um, maybe 10 years we haven't won it. So... Yeah, been second a few times, but it's getting harder and harder. These younger guys, like, well, either I'm not young anymore, but um, these young fellas are just so keen and um, enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's there's a lot, lot more uh, research put in before the tournament goes in, or, or is, like pre-fishing. Yeah, it would that be right, or is that the biggest? Drama we've had is the guys from Karatha do a lot more species fishing than we do. We get suckered into the marlin fishing. Yeah. So during the year we'd go out and catch marlin and not worrying about all the species, whereas a lot of other towns don't have the marlin fishery we've got. 
So they'll push the species and get really, really good at it. Yeah. And uh, then they come down here and kick our ass. <laughs> yeah, well, they have some exceptional anglers because, like you said, they they practice it all the time. That's their bread and butter. So they come down and the, <clears throat> the competition is so fierce. But I think you've won two lots of three, not just that one, haven't you, John? You've had two hat tricks of winning champion boat overall. Well, I don't like to think about it. I just start worrying about next year. <laughs> <laughs> but how many times? You must have won it maybe ten times, John, maybe more. I'm not sure, Lee. But I think the first two years I didn't catch a fish. Yep. Oh, sorry. First year I didn't catch one fish. The second year I caught one fish. And then from there on just slowly started to pick up. Well, that's that's bloody good to hear that actually because there's a, this year in particular there's a lot of new guys fishing new boats and as you see new people come in and obviously people want instant success in a tournament like this but like you're arguably the overalls probably most dominant competitor that it's had. And um, like you're saying, how the competition's changed the way it's fish, that's probably due to your efforts a lot in way. You've shaped the way overall's been fished in the past and in the present, obviously. And to hear that, you know, like guys can come in and if you haven't done it before, maybe start looking at like a three-year plan before you, you know, before you can start really looking, sink your teeth into it. One of the better things I see coming out of Game X, the X Math Game Fishing Club is – if people ask, the answers are there. Every single person will help. They will. They're not going to tell you their favourite spot, give you the GPS coordinates, lend you the bait, and give you their rod. But they'll <laughs> you know, point you in the right direction. Yeah. So you know, where to go, how to go about it. You know, it, the information is there readily available. And when you get into shit at the boat ramp or coming in out of the boat ramps, everyone's there to help. Sometimes it might be a bit hard to start off with. <laughs> 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 Depends on how you ask. Yeah. They'll be filming it, but, <laughs> but then they'll help you. Well, that that's right. Well, you, per, yourself personally, this tournament, John, you towed another boat in that was 10 mile out of your way on the way in to weigh in. The truth is we reached to turn the radio off. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear no one else calling in. You think, ah, oh, shit, yeah. there's no one else calling in. We we might be the closest and I'm not, I wouldn't like to stay out there overnight. So, nah, that's it. Sea Rescue would get there. It just takes a long time. To get the guys get the boat in the water, and then they'd have probably twenty six mile to travel to it. We yeah. had ten mile to travel to them. Um, we're fortunate our boat's got enough power to tow them back in. Explain them that we wouldn't be slow, <laughs> and we managed to get. Uh, we're sitting on eighteen knots, nineteen knots. So Showing them. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that and what you drink. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so coming in from you guys would know coming in from. Um, the ledge, you've yep. got probably quite a few mile of uh, choppy water. Oh, shit, yeah. And you, <laughs> so we snapped the rope a couple of times. And, oh, shit. <laughs> so then once you get into the gulf, the swell stops. You've got a good run then. You can get her up and get her planing. And yep. So we get someone every second year, I think. The year before last, we got a couple that came in and the guys appreciated the faster than eight knot tow. Well, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't the eight knot tow we expected. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> So we went past the uh, jetty at Bandigan through the ropes at about 15 knots. Oh, <laughs> Just keep going. And so into Bandigan, then out at the back end, just to try and get back for the weigh-in. Yep. So Yeah, righty. <laughs> but it, again, that year, quite a few of the boats, Bernie especially, were offering to come and get them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't worry about it, John, we'll come. But we were closer at the time again. It's just as easy to come pick them up. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it wasn't Gamex, but the heavy tackle tournament when um, Dirk and uh, Healy, Healy's boat went up in flames, I think uh, you sort of seen how quickly everyone dropped everything and, and started heading over there. Because, I mean, like, like you said, no one wants to be out there yep. in the same situation and, fuck, can always happen. So Yeah, we had a 22-mile run that day down towards them. Yeah. And, you know, really fast in rough conditions because, you you know, the guys are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when the bear went down, that was all fun. Yeah, that's right. We were there Up then there. in your boat. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was a 30-foot black watch sunk on a day blue marlin fishing. We were out there. And, um, yeah, they called on the radio and called up John's boat awesome and just awesome the bear. And before he even said anything, we all looked at each other, something's not right, just the tone in his voice and then – 
the, by the time we got there, boat was half under, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, they, they were very fortunate. Mm. And again, I think just a skin fitting come off. Yep. And down she went. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't take much. Like, uh, I think in the heavy tackle tournament, again, that other boat that just flipped. Yeah. I know oh, that was uh, the better billfish tournament, wasn't it? Oh, a couple of years know. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm not too sure. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck. It's always happening to someone. Yeah. Yeah. A lot so, of the time it's me. <laughs> I don't, a lot of the time it only happens because you're doing it. If yep. you're not out on the water, you're not going to have a boat that sinks, are you? So, you know, there's a lot of armchair experts out there, but sometimes yeah. stuff just happens. Yeah, keep your boat in the driveway and you can talk yeah. shit all you like. <laughs> well, right. I've been sitting on the top of my boat upside down <laughs> off the back of Rot Nest. Yeah. <laughs> trying not to cry. Yeah, yeah. Same, same boat or? Um, no, the one, but awesome one. First, awesome first one? Awesome, yeah. That's why it's awesome yeah. too. Yeah. This, no, this <laughs> is too awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a story behind that? Yeah, boat fell over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boats aren't supposed to be upside down. It's actually a manufacturing fault. Uh, a cat between the two Swansons is supposed to have been a solid pipe, which all the electrical gear ran through, but it was just two spuds sticking out each side. It wasn't joined all the way across. Yeah, okay. So we were catching dolphin fish, having a fat time, and um, a bit of plastic had come off one of these spuds or bits of pipe sticking out the side, and... Tunnel filled with water during the day. And on the way home, we could feel the boat going against the swell. Not So we went, we rolled into the swell, not with it. Oh, shit. So one side was completely full of water. Yeah. And just ended upside down. Um, let the flares off, did everything we were supposed to do. But it was at Rottnest. There was a big weekend. And the Qantas jet was due over, so they wouldn't put any planes or put anything in the air. So we're <laughs> sitting there, it was getting dark and... <laughs> Mom. Mom. <laughs> so diving for – I had to dive in and get all the life jackets and all the stuff. And So imagine the boat's upside down. Everything changes. You go through the cabin door and instead of bending down to your right to pick up the life jackets, they're up in the left. Corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I put a bit of rope around me that we'd got and um, the guys thought I must have been down there a bit long. And I had a bit of air in there and they're pulling me out and I'm trying to pull myself back in. <laughs> back in. <laughs> like I didn't want to go out and have to come back again, so I'm trying to grab everything. They're pulling me and pulling me. Yeah. So, and then probably about an hour and a half, they had skydivers and we could see planes and everything at Rotnest. And then about an hour and a half, I think the airway was cleared, so we were allowed, they were allowed to go into it. And a little plane came over and wiggled its wings at us. We thought, thank fuck for that. <laughs> yeah. But... I can remember the boat going over and seeing all these rods just spearing past me going to the bottom of the ocean. A nice $2,000. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Down she goes. Nice outfit. Gone, gone. Oh, the know. clothes, the wallet. End up at Rotnest. Big party weekend with absolutely nothing to your name, mate. Nothing. <laughs> oh, fuck. But yeah. $100 off the, the uh, water police lent us 100 bucks. So, big nice. night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but funny how you said you lost your wallet. Just going back to the story, it reminds me of when Healy's boat burnt in the um, heavy tackle. Heard a story. The third guy that was on board um, ran to quickly get his phone amongst the inferno in the cabin. Thought I'll go and get me phone because obviously that'll be useful. Ran in, reaching around while it's burning hot, grabs it. Looks at it, oh, no, that's not me phone, it's Healy's wallet. Throws it back in, reaches around, <laughs> grabs his phone and runs out. And I, I was there when he was telling Healy, and Healy's like, I had five grand cash in that, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I could have bought you three phones. Yeah. You go for the habit of grabbing it, maybe yeah, just take it out with yeah, you. Just could take it. <laughs> that's so good. Well, that Lee was like when the bear was going down. Remember Smithy went back over and he's – we're telling him to grab his chair and because it was going down reasonably quickly, but he just bought this great big flash skipper's chair. Grab the chair, yeah. mate. You'll be oh, here's my wallet stuck in the chair. Yeah. Oh, I should grab that. I get yeah. so yeah, different <laughs> different things. The sounder, grab the sounder, grab. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, grab the beer. We'll be right. Yeah, Punisher's got a bottle of rum under his arm. We're like, get the two sounders out of the dash. <laughs> He's got the rum. Fuck that. That sounds uh, my first boat accident when I was. I was seven. Uh, my dad bought a new boat like fucking two weeks before and flipped it at Alexander Bay down near Esperance. And um, there's me, 
uh, one of my sisters and there's a couple other kids and um, we all fucking clambered on top of the boat upside down and they sent the eldest girl in with the esky <laughs> and fucking she, she swam into the, the rocks with that and we're sitting on the boat upside down and um, we could see her get picked up by the, this crew that were going to come come out and rescue us and fucking all me dad and his mate could say was fucking, I bet that bitch has given away all our fucking beers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they were fucking worried about. I was like seven. Uh, this other kid was like five. Like, Fuck, better not give away the beers. Um, so you, uh, obviously you had a good good crew and you enjoy that. You have fished with me and Leewald in a tournament. Yeah. Do you, do you keep the same sort of attitude as what Leewald keeps on his crew? Or? I try not to shout at my crew as loudly <laughs> or as much as Lee does. But but again, we didn't deserve to be shouted at because we were bloody good. Mate. We were real good. We were just victimised, I think, yeah. picked on. I'm pretty sure if we'd taken that to some tribunal or somewhere, we could get money. Yeah, I think so. You shouldn't, shouldn't be yelled at that loudly or I that often. I don't think you're allowed to talk to people like that. Yeah, well, you that are. Word, the, yeah. Some of the words were a bit hard. <laughs> it, it took me like 10 days of drinking just to forget that week. <laughs> yeah, no, so we're looking forward to doing it again. <laughs> got, there's must we talked about. Yeah. yeah no, definitely. Yeah, it, it was funny. I, I brought it up because I was listening to one of the podcasts the other day while I was editing it. Editing it. And it uh, sort of sounds like I'm picking on Leewald on the podcast all the time. And I'm like, fuck, if these people only fucking knew, you know? If they could meet him, yeah. they'd understand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more so if anyone's seen you running the deck, <laughs> Mother Teresa herself would be tearing you a new one. <laughs> I, I heard she was a fucking stickler for, <laughs> don't keep the fucking swivels fucking open, you dog. Yeah, I, I do want to know, like, I've I seen your crew uh, this year, Leewald. They all seemed happy. Rob said it had been the most enjoyable ever. Was that just you lightened up on them because I had the fucking money on yous or what? I I think I'll just go back to what I was saying before. They are a good crew. There's a reason <laughs> you get yelled at. Like, that's pretty much where it's at. I think like, of- they did what we were supposed to do. I think it was blowing a bit so they couldn't hear him as much. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. <laughs> Fuck, it would have had to have blown a bit for him not to hear him. He's up the top yelling and screaming they couldn't hear him. Yeah, yeah. this is fucking peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't think we mentioned, uh, so you led on the second from the second last day, is that? Yeah, the second last day. And then the last day, the four boats that were in the run and went chasing... Marlin? They're all silly boys went chasing Marlin, us included, and no one got any. Like nothing was caught in the, the four boats in contention on the last day. Anyone could have won it, but we all went chasing Marlin, but everyone else was catching Marlin except us. Yeah. Like we had a guy next to us had five shots. Yeah. And we didn't – well, we broke two lackeys during the day. Both were on a wave. <laughs> so just a really, really bad, frustrating day. And – you know that everyone else has caught something. Yeah. Then it's finally you get in and, you what? You what? You'd sit there at the way in looking and looking. You see someone come up and, oh, they got tagged. Shit, shit, shit. Oh, no, it's just a shark tag. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, it's really, really last minute stuff. You've got no idea who's won or who's done anything. So, yeah. It's a very, very interesting tournament. Very exciting. Yeah. That would have been cool. Exciting. That's the most exciting day to not catch anything. Yeah. Very, really. very exciting. It doesn't happen like that often. And um, as GameX has been since I've been involved fishing it, the capture section come down to less than half a fish. Yeah. There's nothing in it very, at the end at the last minute and it seems to have been the case in the last eight years or so where they are finite right to the end, which is awesome. Well, we lost or came runner-up last year by about 130 points and I think we won this year by about 130 points. Yeah. So, uh, so no, it's, it's good section to watch. Very, very interesting. Getting um, less and less people interested in the capture side of things, which is good for us, real easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is hard. You catch bait. You've got to clean your boat. You've got to do all sorts of stuff. You've got to think. You can't go out and just catch marlin all day. <laughs> Don't take anything away from the marlin fishermen. Right? They no, do a fantastic them. job. But it's just yeah. different. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, Leewald said that, and so's Rob. Is that part was pretty enjoyable this year, not having to, uh, you know. Yeah, the workload's a lot less. Yeah, it's oh. a hard one because I'd love. It happens at the same time in the same tournament where I'd love to fish both of them. I'd love to do the six days marlin fishing against the fleet and six days capture fishing. They're both so good. Can you remember opening the esky on the last day? Opening it? Yeah, the esky with the bait esky on the last day. They should have thrown <laughs> oh. out a few days ago. Oh, yeah. Buddy, um. Cleaning all the mess up, all the bait you haven't thrown oh, out. Oh, shit. Just starting to get on that turn and oh. Yeah. But as. This is how close it was. The team um, got him on, who come runner up to you guys yeah. for champion boat overall. We were ne- they were next to us out marlin fishing on the last day, and we caught two blacks. They hooked a black. We watched them hook up. We um, called them on the radio to see which way they wanted us to move because we were driving directly at them, and we didn't want to ruin their chances of catching it. They had it on, and it fell off. And that one capture would have won them champion boat overall. So you're talking finite pieces on the last day of, you yeah. know, could have gone anyway. It's a pretty good, cool. A good friend would have just fucking chopped him off. <laughs> but ring, ring John up. This yeah. is my account details. How bad do you want him not to catch it? You know, it's nothing harder than boats all around you hooking up, mate, just catching fish and shit, shit, shit. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing wrong? Exactly right, yeah. 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 And and as soon as you change your tactics, that's when you don't catch something. Well, you start buying into what other people are doing. We extended the dredge, put more stuff on the dredge. Then after a couple of hours, that's scaring all the fish away, so we took it all off. <laughs> 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 and that's where the, the really good bill fishermen, um, they they know what how they want to fish and they fish like it. You know, they have faith, which is, you know, a very big thing in it, I think. Yeah, we should have gone deep dropping for swordfish. Would have had more chance in, on the last day than what we did. So. <laughs> yeah. You you have caught a sword, haven't you? Well, hasn't everyone? <laughs> <laughs> that one time we went, yeah, we got yeah. a sword. Well, one from one. One from one, right, yeah. yeah. Everyone says, why don't you go again, John? Well, why would you want to? Yeah. I can't improve. Yeah. You've caught a, um, one of them deep water threshers as well, John? That was good, yeah. Yep. yep. So, so with like all the fish you've you've caught, you've obviously caught all the um, billfish that you can catch at Exmouth, besides a uh, short bill spearfish, I assume. Yeah, no, I think we got some of them in the Gulf, like back in the uh, early nineties. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a section, a time there when a few were caught. Yep. And they were definitely spearfish. They weren't like mistakes. Yeah, okay. And just, just seemed to have disappeared. Like, I don't know why. Um, there's no scientific evidence saying they were, whether we were just young and dumb and didn't know what we were looking at, but I'm, they weren't selfish. Yeah. They weren't little blacks. Little blacks. They were definitely different. Yeah, I've always, but this is a, a topic that intrigues me a lot. I've always been very skeptical just through the fact that I haven't seen any photos. You're a liar. <laughs> no, just so I haven't seen any photos, but, and obviously spearfish are known to be a very deep water species, but that's not to say that. They used to. I know personally. There used to be a lot of pink snapper in the Gulf. I used to catch them. Now you rarely see them. Does it? You know, maybe like potentially. I suppose it's plausible for me that a, a pocket of water pushed them in and then they've stayed in there. Well, there's a lot of food in there. Sailfish are in there. You know, I would have loved to have personally seen it. I reckon. Back to your scientific database tagging. Yeah, that'd be huge, answers, wouldn't it? Yep, answers are there. Yeah. Uh, that's very cool. And speaking of the sailfish in the Gulf, John, me and you fished the Masters comp last year and we took it out as winners. One of us fished the Masters comp there? last year. The other was the guy at the top yelling. Oh, sorry, Lee, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I was fortunate enough to be the uh, rod man on Lee's boat for the Masters, yes, and we did really well. Yeah, we took out took that out with yep. sailfish. That was a good week. Yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yep. So is there any tournaments you haven't won? Or like out of Exmouth, obviously. Oh, the heavy tackle and all that. It's only been going a few years yep. since I've come off the boil. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, the, the younger, fitter crew seem to do heat better in that than, than we do. So Yeah. I'd like to give it a run. Um, it's back to the amount of fishing you do. Yeah. So 
I'm more interested in catching fishermen than fish nowadays. I like to see people that haven't caught fish before come out and catch a fish on my boat. Great. I'm just a, a amateur, nothing to do with professionals. I don't do charters, anything like that. But I end up with lots of people coming out and um, fishing. We had mate had a group of farmers come up from down south and could I take them out? So I thought, well, yeah, but we could take mate's boat. It's even bigger and better. Yeah. So we took Tomo's boat out and six of them got their first marlin one day. We went out and got six marlin for six farmers and they loved it. Mate, absolutely loved it. And you, you can tell. And that forms friendships that last for a long time. Yeah. You've taken them out and caught them a few fish. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, and I've personally seen that with the um, game fishing scene. You're, you're a big ambassador of the club, have been since I've known you. And um, when I come along to game fish and do the um, capture light line thing, you were very helpful for me. Last year's champions, uh, pull and skirt for a couple of years there before you were – you were helping them through the, the intricacies of it because obviously there's a lot to learn. So you've done a good job at um, building up your competition, maybe a little yeah, too um, well at, t- at times. <laughs> but Silly is the word that <laughs> seems to spring to mind real quick. Yeah. Uh, pulling skirts have done well over the years, the last few years, especially so what, three years they've fished it and, and they win it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah very but good. It's when they come and borrow my burly and – all that sort of stuff, that's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just take your percentage. Um, so so what's on, on the bucket list? Is it have you got goals? No, nah, fishing wise, no, nah, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I have been overseas and fished a few tournaments and all that. And I have discovered the best fishing place in the world. Yeah. It's probably definitely Exmouth. Yeah, okay. So, like I've been to Costa Rica, I've been to Hawaii. Um uh, the mention of the amount of fish and all that, I've, what I've seen, the days I've seen here in Exmouth personally, you, know, you can't compete. Yeah, okay. Now we've had 15, 16 fish days. Yep. We haven't caught them all, but we've seen 15 <laughs> or 16, annoyed them. Yeah. So, yeah. Pissed them off. You yeah, you out. were telling me you had a four-way hookup on Black Marlin one I've day? I had a four-way hookup on Black Marlin, yes. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Very um, interesting. Again, Lee, this is um, a few years ago. We were having triples and quads like often. Yeah, of and, marlin, not yeah, just sailfish. Mar- marlin. Yeah. And I haven't seen that personally uh, for probably five, eight years. Yeah. yeah. I've seen lots of fish but not the quads, not the you – know, Yeah. The, well, that, I mean, that was when the numbers getting tagged in Gamex were fucking right well, up there. Even before that. Yeah, okay. So before that, there's, you know, we'd have that comp around this time of the year. Uh, it was a billfish bonanza then. And we were out there getting, you know, three triple hookups. Yeah. Just – haven't seen it since. I know some of the other guys, other boats have. Yeah. And they're getting a few, a big marlin hooked up a couple at a time and all that. But the inside with the small blacks having multiples is, is um, more of a rarity now than it was. Yeah. And re- yeah. remember, you're ten times the amount of boats now. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Do, you, do you have thoughts on that? Like for a reason or just something that happens or? Again, people talk about the La Nina and all that, the different currents and different just different times yeah again i'm i know enough about fishing to know i know fuck all yeah 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 <laughs> you just go out fishing and that's it you catch a fish great yep now people talking about currents and lines and temperatures and all that i am interested in it but i don't race out and buy it all because I it doesn't matter do you're going, yeah. fishing, you're going anyway. fishing anyway yeah yeah, yeah I, I think i always found that weird how many people would ask me when i was driving uh Bottom fishing charters, whether I had a fishing almanac. Yep. And I'm like, I'm going fishing anyway. <laughs> What's the fucking matter? Like, if it's true and the best time to go fishing is, it don't fucking matter. I, <laughs> I'll get paid. I've got to go fucking fishing. You're not going to go out there just for the half hour. Yeah. No. So I always found that weird. Um, yeah, that that's interesting. Because, I mean, I, I, I do say, like, on the bait side, uh, like I, I actually seen someone put up a video today about uh, the hardy heads at Bundegi, like the pack they swam through, this massive pack, and I was just like, that would have been a small pack. Yeah, yes. You know, like uh, 15, 20 years ago when Bundegi was just all hardy heads and you had those massive big uh, mackerel coming in into the jetty. But similar thing, like, who knows whether the cycle is 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, because we're only here for such a small time. Yep. 
And are you down there less now than you were? So are you missing some of them? Yeah. That's what I keep asking myself is my fishing um, time is reducing each year because I do other stuff. Yeah. So am I missing stuff and is it still there and I'm just missing out on it? So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Other thing is, John, um, you've obviously been in, um, involved in a lot of exceptional captures, line class captures and that. Your wife and your daughter have held multiple, multiple, multiple Australian and, and world records, I would have said. Yeah, yes. So um, is there any of those that really stand out that you've been a part of? I was part of a world record that stands now on my boat. Um, Smithy's got that mackerel, a two kilo or 17 kilo mackerel on two. Yeah, that's, it, that's crazy. <laughs> that was a huge day because it took him probably you know, under an hour. Yep. And then my wife hooks up on a fish on three kilo and she's into it for three hours and then comes up dead and it's about, you know, eight kilos. <laughs> Yeah, so we're just, telling it the whole time. It's huge. Yeah, it's going to be forty kilos. <laughs> yeah. So, but so seventeen on two. You reckon's the the best capture you've been a part of, John? Yeah, at Rotnest in the rough, um, Jan caught a big marlin on twenty four stand up. Again, going back a lot of years. Yeah, that was that was pretty big cool. at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's really really cool. And obviously, like that, you know, there's a lot of fish in there. Sort that swordfish and the threshers and and multiple records. Yep. Have you been down doing uh, a bit of bill fishing at the moment off uh, Rotnest? Were you doing that before? Um, I caught the first billfish in Perth waters this year. Yeah. Okay. And the, they had the uh, Marlin Cup down there a couple of weeks ago, and I was fortunate enough to be in Perth at the time. Went out with the boys. Yep. And uh, got the first billfish for the year. Yeah. And uh, you just come runner-up for the tournament? Yeah, clipped? we're getting up there, yes. Yeah. Uh, what What was the billfish? It was called a striped marlin. Striped, yeah, okay. 24 kilo line. Yep. Because so. there, there were a fair few blues caught down there this year, There was a couple there? over that weekend. Yep. Um, there are a few getting caught now, and I believe that should be a reasonable year. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I see also now that GameX has finished, there's um, – and a Brolis Island billfish tournament kicking off at the moment. I think it's been a day or two into it. Yeah. And they're catching a few blues and a black has been caught in that so far as well. Yeah, yeah I'd ex- right, yeah. I'd expect them to really well. At some stage, they're going to prove their ground up and they're going to do really, really well. Yeah, and with the the way the water temp and that has been, Rottnest has fished well. You, I would think this year is going to fish well. I know multiple boats have caught blues already in the first day. Yeah. Yep. And, and also that black, and that's what I know of. I think there's... Twenty odd boats fishing it, so it should could be, should be quite Cover interesting. Goes for six days apparently. Yeah, okay. Like GameX, but only your four best count, so you can have a couple of days off. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, was it part of that um, Rotnest tournament that the um, I don't know the crew caught the swordfish on a pusher? No, I think it was. Uh, that was just a uh, like a week one. after. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Which that, is interesting. Yeah. That seems fucking nuts. For, yeah. yeah imagine, imagine that. Imagine that happened. That is a fishery here out there worrying about catching swordfish as well as all the others. Yeah, yeah them jumping on. Yeah. I still want to catch a mako while trawling for billfish. Yeah. I haven't had that happen yet. Could, could you possibly out of here, like with, with the lights and that, troll those pushes for – Swordfish at night? They do slow troll at night. That is a way of targeting swordfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, just what made that one exceptional was more so it was the yeah, middle of the daytime. day. daytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, when I was younger and keener, we decided to go out to the Exmouth, uh, Exmouth Plateau. Yeah. And we hooked up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Trawling pushes because you're going out there at eight to ten knots. Yeah, Why not chuck some deer out. out the back and... Sure enough, halfway through, something gets on. Had it on for probably 15 minutes. No idea what it was. No, it never will. It's yep. dark and yeah, scary yeah. and all that sort of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea until and you get it. Then we got out there and found that, yeah, it does come up a bit, but that's all it does. Maybe we should have got a bit more information before we left. Yeah. Found out where it drops off because you can't go out there in one day and find, you know, new ground. You, you need to spend a bit of time out there, but we believe we could go out there and find a drop off and the fish would just jump in the boat. That didn't yeah. happen. No. You how, get, how deep did it – how shallow did it come up to, John? Do oh, you remember? 
can't remember. I think it's three forty or something. I think it's a long way. Yeah, to come up there. Yeah, yeah. So well now, what you know about daytime sword fishing is probably a better option out there. Yeah, but the travel now, you know, I believe it's heaps better in close here. Yeah, and we'll get them. Yeah, just a matter of more time needs to be spent, but none of us do because there's so much more on offer. Yeah. So why would you give up a day chasing blue marlin where you might get three or four? Yeah. And sit there and you might get something – you might be fishing in sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I know I, I cracked it pretty early on <laughs> on it. So, I mean, yeah, you just got to have that iron will, I guess. I know Nags, you, you can tell uh, the determination just to suss it out. So, yeah. Yeah, just cherry pick it once he, yeah. <laughs> he works it out. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah. As fishing, <laughs> um, I, I'm just about done. You, you got anything you want to talk about, Leewald? Nah, I'm good. That was very interesting, though. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Princey? Anything nah, to thanks, say? Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Just, um, I just can't wait for Game Mix next year. Everyone gets a boat, I think, next year. Free boats given out everywhere. Is that right? <laughs> Free boats. Yeah, well, that's right. Nagsy announced on presentation night of Game X that um, Game X 2022. There will be the major prize will be a Northbank boat valued at $78,000. Fucking hell. So, um, and it's not just for the super talented like John Prince who win the tournament. There will be a um, minimum entry and it'll be a raffle on the minimum entry. The talk at the moment without knowing what it'll be might be you have to catch two billfish on two separate days and weigh a fish or it might just be that or something. And then once you've filled that criteria, yeah, you get a, a card or a tag and it goes into the lottery to do it. So, you know, even if there's people out there that think the six days of Game X might be too much for them, if you're going to go fishing on the weekend with your family, yeah. pay the entry fee, you could walk away with an $80,000 boat. Yeah. Good for the prince, good for the pauper. <laughs> no, no, sounds like a fantastic idea. Anything to promote the club, get more anglers involved. It's good. Yeah. They're giving away boats. I get, I get free beer to do the fucking uh, boat auction. I don't up my rate. Yeah. Start asking for Bundy or something. You were saying he was overpaid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. But the problem with Squirrely with the boat situation is you'd have to catch two fish for the week, so you, I don't know if so there'd be much a chance. <laughs> So this is what I'm talking about. You're just fucking nasty, mate. All right. uh, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks for the opportunity, yeah. guys. Nah, I'm cheers good. for chumming up. Yeah, um, where's a six-pack of beer you promised me? Yeah, yeah it's in the fridge. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it to you. I thought uh, I was just coming around to drink beer. Please come around, have a few beers. Th- this is what we do now. You come around for a drink, we shove a mic in your face. Okay. It's all good. All right, cheers for chumming up, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers, guys. Mouse? Holy shit. Oh, this is the best time of my life. <laughs> what? I, 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 I like going down the pond and chasing bluegills and gummy cats.